This is episode number 27 with Francis Piche. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm really excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a 30-day free trial membership. By signing up for free, you are going to receive your first free audiobook and two free Audible originals. Go to mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook and sign up for a 30-day free trial membership today. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook. That's A-U-D-I-O-B-O-O-K. Again, that's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook. Get the free trial, the free audiobook, and two free Audible originals today. And now let's dive into the episode. My guest today is Francis Pichet, and I really enjoyed this casual and at the same time transformative conversation with Francis about resilience and mindset and how you can move forward towards your goals even if you experience setbacks along the way. In this episode, Francis talks about his company, The Resilience Element, which has the mission to reactivate people's inner power and passion. He talks about the so-called Resilience Element formula that consists of five components, clarity, conviction, certainty, commitment, and courage that highly correlate to reactivating your passion and removing the obstacles to grow your life and business. In this episode, we deconstruct each component and Francis shares incredibly valuable insights to each of those components. So Francis Pichet is a speaker and mindset coach from Canada and the host of the Resilience Element Show that explores how individuals can follow their heart to accomplish their dreams despite delay and adversity encountered along the way. Raised in Quebec, Francis began cutting his teeth in sales at just 8 years old by going door-to-door selling products for charities and fundraisers. Pounding the pavement pounded into Francis a love for connecting with people and fueled his rise to top sales performance status at multiple international corporations, including Xerox. Soon after, Francis realized sales teams driven by numbers and dollar signs alone resulted in individuals who felt defined by numbers and disillusions by signs of despair. Refusing to believe that making massive money and having huge happiness must exist in opposition, Francis embarked on a journey to discover the key element to sustain and sustainable satisfaction in life. His answer? The resilience element. Hoping to share his resilience revelation with the world and help others discover it for themselves, Francis created the Resilience Element Show. Each episode contains inspiring and entertaining interviews with celebrities and remarkable leaders as they explore the ups, downs, do's and don'ts on the journey to following your heart and making it big. So guys, without further ado, let's bring on today's guest. Hi Francis and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Tibor. 
Yeah, such a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, we haven't met in person yet, but I hope that next year, maybe at Mindvalley University, we are going to have the chance to meet. We have a lot of uh, topics to cover in this episode. Most importantly, your business, the resilience element. The one thing that I want to talk about and resilience and mindset. But before diving into those topics, uh, would you tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, more importantly, focusing on the transitioning from the corporate world to entrepreneurship? Like how was this story journey unfolding for you? We'll try to do it fast. I don't know. Usually it's over wine or coffee or tea or <laughs> and it takes an hour or two. Please prepare uh, wine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think my, if I summarize my background is um, I was very always very ambitious. I, uh, you know, since I'm young, I, I did some trade mission at the university and I always wanted to work abroad and, and I was in the corporate business and always in sales as well. Like, I mean, as, as far as I remember, I was eight years old and I was doing door knocking and uh, mm. I was selling calendars for the scouts. And as soon as I was done, I wanted to sell more. <laughs> so it was obviously not for the money at that time because it was just more for the thrill of it and, and doing, doing it for a cause because we were raising money. And uh, and then I just kept that path. I kept the path of being in business and, and in sales. And uh, it's funny you say that because now it's a new perspective on my answer because I just came back from a trip in Peru, which I mm. think was really life-changing. And uh, at, so 20 years ago, I had the chance to go to Peru, and I didn't because at that time, what I did is I chose the money and I chose the business instead of my heart. So that kind of started a new tangent, and I started uh, in sales in a company that I didn't really quite like, but the salary was good, and we know that. We know that jazz. A lot of people can probably relate. Yeah. And uh, it was in early 2000, and uh, the uh, economy, I think we had a recession around 2000 or 2001, and lots of people got let go, and it was a lot of pressure. Mm. And uh, I stayed there for four years. And why? Because after three years, they promised me a bonus and I stayed there. And, and then I decided to go for a job that I would like more, which was at Xerox. So I, I, I sold and I loved it and it was great and it was fun. And then I remembered that I had a dream and my dream was to kind of work abroad. So I was living in Montreal at the time and I decided to sell the condo that I just pretty much bought I, I was in it for nine months and i decided to create my reality and put it on the market and uh go to vancouver because i had an opportunity there so i lived in vancouver for 12 years and a half and i'm still there and mm. uh, and now i'm actually visiting california so there's a lot of things that we can talk about so the so at one point or the other i realized that i was not fulfilled i was in the industry uh, industry for a while the photocopy industry which is phenomenal but i knew that i had something more than that and five or six years ago i decided to sell my condo to give my give myself a chance to really explore what i really wanted and i started the journey of personal development and uh it was a pivotal moment three years ago where my coach asked me a question which was essentially saying you know if you only have five years to live um well it was actually more more a powerful question because he said go in your agenda five years from now and write this and, and, and what he wanted me to write in the agenda was, this is the day that I die. And then mm. he said, what are you going to do with that, Francis? 
And I was uh, at the same time that he asked me to do an exercise that a lot of people don't like to do. And I didn't like it to do. And I didn't understand the exercise first, but I promised I would do it even before I knew what it was. And he said, uh, I want you to do nothing for three days. Mm -hmm. I said, what do you mean? Like, well, what is, what is that? And he said, well, you just heard me. I said, you do nothing. <laughs> and I said, uh, okay. So he's, no, he said, no TV, no social media, no. And then I said, well, what, what am I supposed to do? Can I meditate? He's like, yeah, you can meditate. Can I uh, have a walk? Yeah, you can walk in nature, do that, see your friend. I'm like, okay. And during that time with that question in mind, that kind of formed the uh, idea of the resilience element, mm. which is what I'm doing now. And it's, it is to help people to reawaken their inner power. And because uh, we have challenges across the board, everywhere, personally, professionally, and uh, it's not always easy. So people are depressed. There's a lot of stress at work. Uh, and, you know, who knows? Maybe we're going to lose our job because automation's coming. So there's a lot of, and, and maybe a recession. So despite all that, I believe that we all have that inner strength to cope with that. And that's what I want to give to people. Because I don't believe that we should uh, live in fear. I, sh I believe we should leave, live in freedom. And when we transcend fear, there's so much peace and freedom on the other side. And that's what I want to give to people. Mm, that's really powerful. And, uh, you know, I was wondering, um, three days for someone who is really a high achiever, that can be really, you know, hard to, to go for three days without doing anything, right? So it's a, it's, it's a really good exercise. And... Um, you know, I went through your ebook. I think it's available on your website for free. People can download it. It's going to be in the show notes. They are really great exercises. It's connected to the resilience element formula. Uh, we will go into that. Uh, but before uh, going into those topics, I was wondering, like you had this five years from now exercise, which is also a great question. And, you know, we coaches, we know that uh, this is something that a lot of people might not think about like what do I really want to achieve or you know this question that you have five years and then your life ends or whatever you know so you really start to think about what you really want so what were the things that you came up with uh, after this exercise was it the resilience element yeah well I mean I, that was that's how it's born because what happens also Tibor is a uh, I'm sure if, and I highly suggest, and you're right, like it's not easy. And at the end of the day, that's a gift that we give to ourselves. So how much, how many times in our life are we doing that? And it's an illusion, illusion to think that things are not going to move forward while we're not doing anything. You know, we're giving space in our mind mm -hmm. and that brings so much more clarity, which is one of the components of the formula. And so for me, it really provided a lot of clarity. And while I was doing the exercise, sometimes you get, what I call the download. You have an idea and then you told me not you don't jot down your idea, you don't write. And so a lot of the times I thought, oh please I want to keep that idea. That was a really good one. Please, please, please. And I always with the praying hands and just say, I want to keep this. So what happens is that it filters itself and there's more clarity that comes and you just have to trust the process. So as soon as it was over, I met my coach at, you know, I think it was seven thirty in the morning, we went to a coffee shop. And the good news is that he also did that with me. He said, you know what, Francis, yeah. that triggered a lot of, I'm going to use the S word, but, you know, the shit. And he said, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to do it too. So there was another guy, we were three. And for all of us, it really provided so much more clarity. So for me, I had at the time an idea of a big project and a big dream. And the other one was more using my strength and 
say, okay, I'm going to do some workshops on influence, on sales, on communication, because that's what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Or the big project, which you don't, a lot of the times you have no idea how you can monetize it. It's just a big dream. But for me, I got really present to, hey, if I have just five years, like what's really the point? What's the point of living? Mm-hmm. And my my project or my passion project and dream was to help the people with what I'm doing. So at the time I had a, an idea about happiness and resilience and I just, and success. And so I realized that a lot of the people that have a lot of success, if you really read their biography or if you ask them questions, you'll find out that it was never always a straight line of easiness. Mm, (laughs) It was always difficult. And many times what I found out is that there was a turning point where they could have given up, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I thought, hey, you know, I need to understand what's that mindset and that the resilience. Why did they not give up? Why can why did they continue? And the stories are all different. Sometimes it could be I lost a family member, sometimes you know I lost my job. I I'm broke. I had a bankruptcy. I I lost part of my body. I don't. So there's there's a lot of different stories, and the same mindset applies. And I just wanted to know what is this, and if I have a big goal, what is the formula so that I can accomplish my big goal? And that's where the resilience element formula came in. That's how you know the the company came in, and even I was. I feel I'm lucky, and this this is a divine intervention. But I looked at if I summarize resilience element with re what does that mean mm. and i just went to uh google our friend google and i <laughs> said okay what, what is what does that mean and then the one of the first thing that happened was that re is uh the acronym for renium mm. the a, a periodic uh, sorry an element in the periodic table that's called renium and the properties of renium was at the time that it was the element with the highest boiling point mm. of all the elements. Wow. <laughs> so then I thought, this is, this is my element. This is, this is definitely my, <laughs> and even my logo. So that's, and it started that Monday after the three days. So it was really, really powerful. And uh, that's where I'm at right now. And the, the movement have, has grown and uh, it's a totally different company right now. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit uh, about this uh, company, uh, what are some activities, aspirations? Where is it heading? No, there's a lot of things I say new in, the, in your podcast because uh, the beauty is that now I'm not alone. So I'm, I haven't really made an official announcement. All I can say is that there's a, I'm not alone. There's other people that are helping me. And the goal of the company is mm. that, we, like I said, we reawaken the inner power of people. We want to do it in an enterprise. So there's going to be a section of it for enterprise because, like I said, people are not engaged at work, they're stressed out, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of pressure, they bring their work at home, they bring uh, home at work, mm. and uh, that's one of the things that we do, and the other things is that the documentary yeah. was my initial project, and we will complete it, and now all of a sudden it becomes some sort of a a platform to inspire, and we can use what's in it to put it in a smartphone app, so that's that's a big project, and on top of it, planning events such as retreats and we've done one retreat last year in Italy. It was really powerful and and, mm. uh, and life-changing for some of the members and I believe that's what we can do. We want to be the best at it. Really create a transformation, change the behaviors, just not getting inspired and, it's, and then it fades away. We want to create a permanent change or a transformation and you can only live that transformation through 
events, through things that you do. And so some of the people will have access to higher-end retreats or mastermind, which is really life-changing. And then mm. they have other things that will change your life, not necessarily at the, at the same level, but you'll have sm- smaller events and uh, you'll have the chance to do that. So mm. this is all about reawakening the inner power of people really amazing well let's talk about resilience like what is resilience uh, how would you define it and how someone can you know cultivate or build resilience yeah this is, this is a question right and uh i have a friend of mine and she uh she has a phd and she's studying on resilience and i really love what she says she says and her name is Taryn, and she defines resilience as the ability usually we say the ability to bounce back mm-hmm. but she says the ability to bounce forward wow. and i totally agree with that <laughs> that's totally so cool that. yeah <laughs> yeah because you know it's pretty rare that we go back to the same point you know no matter what happened in your life you have a breakdown and then you wow. grow from it so yeah. that's why it's bouncing forward you're not bouncing <laughs> back to where you were and uh, and I love that. So this is how I would explain resilience. And now the question is, how do I generate it? Which is also what I asked myself. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, so let's say you have the biggest goal ever. Just stop for a second and breathe and just imagine like what's the biggest goal that I want to go and I don't want to accomplish in my life if I only had five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just go and you visualize that. And then I thought, okay, so what do I need? What do I need to make that happen? So the first component for me was clarity, mm. you know? Yeah. And that's usually, that could be where people start. They have a lack of clarity. So guess what? You can do the exercise. Yeah. <laughs> do nothing for three days. I guarantee you're going to get some clarity. Absolutely. And other, yeah. And there's other ways to do that too. And sometimes it's just to explore, be curious, uh, start to do things that makes your heart come alive. Like what mm. my godfather would tell me. And, um, uh, by doing that, you're gonna get, you're gonna start to get some feedback. You know, is that really what I love? Uh, yes, I do. And so, and people can start on the side, meaning you know they work and then they have a hobby and they try it on the weekend. They allocate some time. They get curious and then they start to get more clarity about the exact goal of what they want to accomplish. If it's not clear for them right now, so that's why I say. First thing, you got to be clear on your goal. Do you want to go to Rome or you want to go to Paris? Like, where do you want to go? <laughs> and uh, and then once you have that, I think that one of the components that's very important is conviction. Yeah. And that one is really important because I've interviewed a lot of people and what kept them going was the reason why they were doing it. So why are you doing it? So mm. for me, it was, well... Because that's the meaning of life. I want to give back. Like, am I going to be remembered for what I have or, or how I make the people feel? And how do I want to make the people feel? And what's what's important to me? And so the, the reasons why, the more you have it, the more you're going to withstand the pressure when there's pressure. And you know what? That's always going to happen. <laughs> pressure is guaranteed. So Absolutely. the more conviction you have, the, the, the better you'll be able to go through those obstacles. And the third one is, uh, I call it certainty. So mm-hmm. certainty is, imagine if you live your life and you have 100% guarantee and certainty that this is gonna happen. And there's, it's, 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 uh, there's also a spiritual component to it because the spiritual component is, even if it's not exactly the result that you wanted, 
you have to trust that 100% that this is what was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. So that's also the 100% certainty. If you go into the feeling of 100% the example that I give was, imagine you, uh, the kids, you know, they're the, the ones yeah. that are not work, walking yet. And you look at everyone <laughs> and everyone's walking. So do you think that the kids are like, ah, you know, I tried so many times <laughs> and I'm, I'm giving up. I'm, I'm going to crawl. I'm just going to crawl. <laughs> the kid's not even thinking about it. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to walk. I know. So I'm going to fall. I know that's part of the deal. And uh, you know what? At the end, 100% sure, I'm going to walk. And so imagine if you had your life this way, saying, yeah, I'm going to fall and I'm going to hurt the, hit the wall and I'm going to fail. And that's okay because I know that in the end, I'm going to, I'm going to succeed. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you had that type of mindset yeah. in your in your body yeah. and that's that's why i think that imagine so far we've said clarity conviction and certainty just that yeah. alone can help a lot of people to say now i know i can accomplish all my goals mm. yeah and, and i just wanted to mention like trust trusting the process like you know you you trust the process that you are going to be there whatever it is for you and um at Clarity, I wanted to mention, you know, I sometimes ask myself questions. I mean, I ask myself questions a lot of times. <laughs> I would rather say so. Not just to because... people, to you too. To you too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what I like to ask myself is, um, if I didn't have any struggles, whatever it is, whatever it is for someone, right, what would I do? So what would I do, you know, if I, if I, if I didn't have any problem that i sh that i have to you know just think about whatever it is right so and then you can find something that is really important to you i think right because you move away all those limiting beliefs or thoughts or problems that you have and then you ask yourself okay what would i do what would mm -hmm. i what, what would, would i, I do if i didn't have those obstacles or what would i do if everything was easy or yeah so if you were sure that you can achieve it if you were sure that it's going to happen, yeah. right? It's a great question because sometimes I think what it brings with that question, depending on, you know, and I believe that there's some different sets of questions that could be asked and some resonates more than others. And that's what we do. We ask questions to people to help them, right? Yeah. And that one for me, I can see how by asking that question, sometimes you get a direct answer as to, of course, if it was, if I didn't have it, yeah, I would do that. And then you're like, okay, well, why are you not doing it? Yeah. because of the obstacles okay well let's talk about the obstacles what are they really mm. and usually at the end of everything the obstacles are fear yeah. and it brings me back to one of my partner actually that's a dear friend of mine and you know he had something pretty tragic that happened in his life and one of his saying and it's something that the people really hear all the time mm. there's a difference between hearing and there's a difference between doing it and the saying goes to when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And I, I believe that a hundred million percent. Wow. And so when people are saying, I can't because of that's not true. That's just not true because there's a will, there's a way. And the question that comes after that is how bad do you really want it? Mm. How bad do you really want it? Is everything possible? You know, so people, well, you know, I, I, I can do that, but I'd have to sell my car. Okay. Well, maybe that's what you need to do. Mm. You know, how bad do you really want it? 
you want to go there, but, and they use the word, but, which I think is, should be removed from our vocabulary because I'll give you an example. Some, someone could say, I love to go to Peru as an example, but I don't have the money. Yeah. But is just negating all the possibilities of going. If you're saying instead, I don't, I'd love to go to Peru and I don't have the money. Now, the next question after that is, how do I get the money? And now you're in a world of possibilities versus of, well, I just defined that I can't go. So I, I'm not going to be able to go. Or I don't have time. And I don't have time. So can you delegate? Can you, uh, or if I don't, you don't have the money, can you, can you borrow the money? Can you, can you sell something? You know, there's so many things that we don't need. Like, can you, can you find something in, a, in your house, a bike? If you, know, if you have three bikes, can you sell one of them? I mean, everything's really possible. Can you uh, do Airbnb in your house for a little while? <laughs> you know, this now you're in possibilities, so you can. So, yeah. So I love the question you mentioned because now it's like, yeah, if I don't have obstacles, would you do it? So it, it, usually the answer is yes, and usually there are some obstacles. And now the question is, well, how do I do it? Like, let's create possibilities. Let's create and design what we want. So. How someone can cultivate a mindset of possibilities, what do you think? Well, uh, great question, because I think that's a, probably a reason why I started to introduce the concept of how people are using the language. Mm-hmm. By saying but or saying and, you open or you close the realm of possibilities or the uh, possibility horizon, like you're saying. So, you know, I, I think first that's, that's first because uh, it really tells you a little bit about what the people really believe. And so you can just hear yourself and uh, or writing, writing it down. And actually, you know, it just it reminded me of, of an exercise I did a, a while ago, and it was from Kyle C's, K-Y-L-E, C's, S-E-A-S-E. And so he's an author, mm-hmm. he's a transformational speaker, and he was also a stand-up comedian before. So imagine at the height of his career, he decided to leave this and really follow his heart. And so wow, there's a, almost like no possibility in that new realm, but he decided to really take a lot of action. So that's one, you know, it's a, even though if you know you don't know where it's going to go, you have to start and do a step at a time. And so, but one thing that he, uh, that he said was, uh, write a list of 100 possibilities you want in your life. And that was actually pretty cool. And uh, and then he also asked or suggested that the people could say the the list of the buts, but I can't do that. And then you kind of merge them together and you rewrite it. It just came out right now, so it's it's a great exercise because I think that it tells you a little bit about what you want and uh, the reasons why you think that uh, it's not going to happen or what's holding you back. And then you blend it all together and you rewrite the script. And uh, this morning, actually, I, uh, I felt compelled to say that, you know, we're talking about possibilities. And uh, there was a, a friend of mine that I met in Bali years ago. Mm-hmm. and She's talking about the soul work. And, uh, and she had a, a YouTube video this morning. It was really powerful. And she said that she asked the questions to people about, if I was truly me, what would I do? And she, she basically shared the comments that the people had. And, you know, some of the people would say, I would travel more, I would love more, I would do whatever it is. And the next question after that was, why are you not doing it now? 
You know, we think that we think that we have uh, a life that's going to last forever, and it's not. We have absolutely no idea when that's going to happen. So we're th- always thinking we can do it tomorrow. Why tomorrow? So to me, it got me present to all the lessons that I've learned, and especially the one recently, three weeks ago. And it's, uh, you know, we don't choose who's giving our breath. Like um, the breath is given by God, given by universe, and mm-hmm. that can be taken any time. That's the message that I got. And I can even go further with that. And so for what she said, it's like, imagine the world of possibilities you can create when you know that you have a finite time. And we do. You just got to be really, really present to it. So if I would remove your breath right now, Tibor, and just for, I don't know, 35 seconds, you would probably freak out. <laughs> and and and, uh, and now you'd say, okay, okay, I, I get it, I get it, I, I I'm gonna do it. So, and that's the reality. That's the exact same reality, except that nobody's really taking our, away our breath. We don't have the feeling we're gonna die, and we think that we can do things tomorrow. And then you wake up 15, 20 years later, like I did actually this year, just before I went to Peru, realizing that man, I was just so close to make the decision that I made 20 years ago, which was to follow the money not my heart, fall and, and abide to the fear. And I decided to stop that. So how you create possibilities? I think, one, you get present to the fact that you, don't ha- you have no idea how long you're going to stay on Earth. Um, and then start to think about, all right, you know, uh, I might not have the money now. Now the question is, or the time, is how do I create time? How do I create money? Do I sell? Can I sell things in my house? Can I, can I borrow money? Can I, can I offer my gifts that I've never offered because I was scared to offer, uh, offer them? And I know that I'm better than at least 10 people so I can help these people. There's so many possibilities. So when you start to say, how can I do this? It's, it's a lot better than saying, well, I'd love to do this, but... And then I bet you that if I would say you only have one year to live, which is why the exercise with my coach was very uh, powerful... You do things differently because now the, the next question would also be, how bad do you really want it? Mm-hmm. So where the possibilities exist when you really, really want it, you find a way. So hopefully that answers the question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it's really great. Uh, a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned when there's a will, there's a way, right? So and you also talked about conviction, which is, I think... Is connected to this uh, topic because if you have a strong why or purpose, then you are going to work on finding the way, the how. So you have this why, which is which is a higher level than how, mm-hmm. because how is all about capabilities and then you know resources and then then whatever. And then if you have this why, you know you are going to find the hows, but because you have to, because first you put down the why and then. I think conviction can connect to this. And I think you were talking about this purpose-driven life or something like that. Yeah. And you say, and you say that, Tibor. Um, I got connected to another thing that I've actually I had the chance two days ago to go to a world's greatest motivator or something. Something's going to yeah. be there next next year. Uh, there's It's a new program. And Michael Beckwith was there, Lisa Nichols. Uh, wow. some, some of the people would probably know who they are. And uh, mm. one of the things that uh, Lisa Nichol introduced, and it's going with conviction as well, is, you know, why do we uh, really want it? 
like I said, if you know you're going to die tomorrow, the reasons are going to be pretty big that you want to do or not do something. <laughs> you yeah. might say no to a lot of things and you might say yes to, to other things, right? And the concept that Lisa Nicole introduced, which I think is really powerful, is that people, actually, I almost want to just uh, find out where it is. It's just near to me. But she was saying that a lot of people don't want the inconvenience, you know, mm. they, they want they want the dream, but they don't want the inconvenience. So really, the question again is how how am I able to live with the inconvenience? Because anything is possible, really. Like there's not one thing almost that people haven't done. Like uh, have we ever heard a yeah. story of someone that had no money and now is rich? <laughs> have we heard of a story of someone that was uh, heartbroken and then found love? Have we ever heard of someone that? has no legs, but is still able to play sport. Have we ever heard, like, I mean, I can go on and on and on. And that's like a good reminder for me right now too. So it's like now that we know that everything's possible, the next question is really, well, am I willing to have that inconvenience? So if I want to be an athlete and go to Olympics, I have to train every day. Do I want that? That's the question, right? So so it's, it's also asking ourselves like, okay, so this is what I want, but do I really want the inconvenience that comes with it? Because if I don't want it, then stop wanting it and want something else because now you're just hurting yourself every day trying to want something that you know at the end that you really don't want to, right? Yeah. So wow. I've never said it this way, but I, that was really powerful what she said that because I know that I've went through a lot of inconvenience and I'm still going through a lot of inconvenience because I know that it would be easier for me to go work for a corporation, have my check every two weeks or every month knowing that there's a guarantee, but, you know, the guarantee would also be that I would be dead inside every day. So I don't want that. So I would rather have wow. the inconvenience of not knowing when the check comes in and I'm alive every day. So that's my inconvenience. That's why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. And for other reasons as well, I want people to reawaken their inner power. I know that they have it. I was driven mm -hmm. by fear all my life and it sucks and I don't want that to anyone. So yeah, wow. that's my why. <laughs> yeah, Th thanks for sharing this because you mentioned fear and in inconvenience, which uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about like what holds people back really from, from you know, reaching their full potential, do what they want, whatever it is mm -hmm. going for their passion. So you were talking about fear and inconvenience and you gave us actually an example, but what are those inconveniences or fears? Like, what are some of the examples that you might have experienced? Well, I think we can already say that, you know, what's holding people back. At the end of the day, I see two feelings. It's either fear or love. Mm -hmm. So we can always ask ourselves, do I do something out of fear or out of love? So now that we know that fear is usually the biggest thing that holds people back, and it could be fear of embarrassment, fear of failure. For some people, it's even fear of success. Like the new person that's gonna, I'm gonna become when I'm successful. Do I want that? You know, some sometimes you know. So you you want it, but there's a conflict. So that's usually why things are not moving, because there is a a boulder somewhere that prevents you to go forward. So, but it's in, unconscious. So thanks to coaches like you and other coaches and me, we can uncover those hold, those holding back situations or and then remove it. Because, you know, it's hard sometimes to find it by ourselves. So we have people that can ask good questions. So mm. 
Yeah, I think most, I, I'd say fear of failure is one. Um, I'm thinking more and more maybe fear of embarrassment. Just as we want to always show our best and we are afraid to show our vulnerability. So you see it with mm. Instagram posts, you know, it's always the beautiful life, but we don't want to show the bad life, you know? And, yeah, it, and yeah. I think there's more people that are starting to become more vulnerable because that's where the power is. And, you know, every time that I had a vulnerable post, I think it's almost like I gave permission to others to also open up. Mm. Um so I think that's one of them. And then the inconvenience is usually, well, you know, maybe you don't, you know, it's usually sometimes monetary or time. It's either money or time or so you maybe you spend less time having fun on the beach because, you know, your goal is bigger than you. So it's because, you know, you can play on the beach for a while, but then at one point you're like, well, but what next? Uh, yeah. That might be seeing other people less uh that might be and you know and i say that and i know that that's usually what happens with our own like the corporate life right mm. and uh so that's the, that's where we really have to make a choice is to do do i really want that inconvenience is that really what i want because if i want to be the president of a company i might be very very mm. busy all the time but do i want to be close to my to my kids to my to my spouse is that something i want to do more than this once you get really clear on that, then it's so easy to say no to things because <laughs> you're, no, that doesn't jive with what I want. I want to spend time at least one full day with my spouse every week, as an example, or one date, one date night every week. And you plan it and you do it. So it's, uh, yeah, I, th- I think the convenience are usually people know because usually that might be the but. <laughs> and, uh, and then you figure out, like, okay. Well, how can I how can I make this thing forward? Mm. And you just uh, explore. Yeah, these are really important to to think about as well. When you, somebody starts it, so you mentioned social media. One might just see, you know, this kind of like success they want it, but you know, they might not be ready to 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 go for it and do what it takes, whatever it is. There's that, and 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 you know, sometimes you know what I'm just. I'm, I'm getting another answer. I'm channeling something, which is, I think also one of the, and I'll speak about myself on that, is that deep down, sometimes we think we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And that is a big one because that's, you know, if we were told you're good, like you're, you're good. And, and, and then you would do, you would probably do a lot more things. You know, you're, sometimes you don't go, I, like for single people, you know, you don't, take that first step and call that person because you think you're not good enough. So you're not mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, it might be the same thing in business. It might be the same thing for people that want to just do a video and they think that they're not good enough on video. Who cares? You know, I de- that's another thing. And so that's because you think you're not good enough and also because you don't want to be embarrassed sometimes. And at the mm-hmm. end of the day, here's one thing that somebody told me once, and I think that's more my godfather, which a lot of people say, say people really don't care about you at all. They don't, <laughs> they don't, they're just in their head. So they, so whatever you do, it's, they, they think about themselves all the time. You know, I'm telling a story about my story, about, about me right now. And people are thinking about their own life. <laughs> they really don't care about me. They're like, how can this help me? Like, what is, is there something that he says that can help me? At the end of the day, it's not even about me. So once you realize that, like, oh, okay, well, 
it's good. I can screw up. And many, many times because one, people don't care about me. And two, every time I screw up, I get the chance to iterate and get better and better and better. And you know what? Let's say if it was about making a video and being good on camera, well, a year after, you'd be a rock star, and that's only what the people are going to remember. They're not even going to remember your first time when you like you were so bad. I still, I still remember doing my video, my first live video, Facebook. I, I didn't even know how to close the application. <laughs> I started to be nervous. I was shaking. People, like, I even got one comment. It's like, you know, maybe you could consider a tripod, you know? Because, <laughs> you know, you're shaking too much. Well, yeah, that's a good point. And now I'm always doing it on a tripod. And I know yeah. how to close it. Like I had to basically flip the camera on the other side because I did. I just didn't like the camera was looking at me. I was trying to close it. I was shaking. And if you look at my videos right now, I don't think that people can expect that I was doing this, but I did. And I just mm. got better. That's all. Yeah. And I think it's a really great example. And a lot of people can relate to this. Like, how did you overcome this fear or, you know, just anxiety about this topic? Well, I think it's really about yeah, you just do it. And uh, just do it. like my friend would say, do it live. Just do it live. Uh, yeah. Another another trick actually would be uh, what Mel Robin is saying. Robin's mm -hmm. an amazing author and she's got the book called The Five Seconds Rule. And yeah. so you just do five, four, three, two, one, and you go. You just go, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other tricks could be uh, now that's the 20 seconds rule that was, I think, from the book uh, Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. Yeah. And uh, he gave the example of, you know, when people want to go to the gym and they really lack the motivation or something. So, mm -hmm. um, well, that's not the 20 seconds rule. But what he would do on this one, he would just put his gym gear next to his bed. So first thing yeah. you do is you see your gear. All right, <laughs> I'm going to do that. The 20 seconds rule was more of a Let's say you don't want to watch TV and you want to read or you want to play instrument. So mm -hmm. what, he, what he said is basically you can take the battery out of your remote, as an example, walk 20 seconds away to put it somewhere, and then next time you want to open up your computer, your, the, the TV, you're like, oh, oh, I have to go get the battery. And then you're like, ah, too far. And then you just put the book next to your, your couch or you put the instrument, ah, I guess I'm going to read. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like little tricks like that. There's mind tricks and had the 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 hack tricks that we can always have. And uh, but down uh, at the end of the day, I think it's a uh, you just do it, and you know you're gonna get better. Actually, failure is necessary. If you don't fail, you're mm. not gonna get better. So now that you know that, it's like it's so useful. Fail. And uh, I'll give another example. The last one. Uh, her name is uh, Sarah Blakely. She's the first billionaire woman uh, created mm -hmm. Spanx. And her dad, every day when she was young, was coming home and said, what did you fail at today? Mm. And uh, you know, for a lot of people, it was, <laughs> fail? And, it was, and then the next question after that was, what did you learn? And so for her, she never even associated failure as something bad. It was actually encouraged no. and welcome and because it was a lesson. So for her, it's like, yeah, I fell at this today. Woo! You know, and what you, I learned this. Awesome. So failure is necessary, so necessary. So this this is a good news, a great mm. news. So go fail. Yeah, love it. And this is this is the way of learning, right? So feedback and learning. That's great. And actually, you were talking about you know fear of embarrassment. 
And like, I wanted to ask you if you are open to share um, when doing Facebook Live, what was your biggest fear? For me, uh, I, maybe I'm different on that note. I, I love, I love speaking. So I don't think I've ever been that nervous that much. I mean, I, I am, and I'm not. I'm, it, it, it excites me. So, and I go back to when I was young. I think uh, the fear sometimes is uh, to get stuck or or ha- having a blank. And what I've realized is that when I had that fear, just to move forward, like instead of that's why actually I like Facebook Lives better than the ones that are canned. And when I say that, is like you have a script. I don't like that. I I I can't do it. Like I know some people are really good. For me, it's not natural. It's not in the moment. So when I screw up. It's almost better because people are like he's real, and then I would say, "Wow, I don't even know why I'm saying this." And then people, oh, you know, and then I move on. I just continue, and uh, instead of stopping and say, "Oh, you know, it's bad," sometimes it, that's another thing. People don't even realize what you missed. I still remember when I did uh, some speeches, and mm-hmm. uh, some people say, "Oh man, your speech was so good." I'm like, "Oh, you didn't know, but I thirty percent of it was gone in my head. <laughs> I forgot about it." Totally. And they're like, oh, that was so good. And if I, in, in my head, like I said, I said, if you knew that I just chopped 30%, you'd be surprised. So mm-hmm. you just move on. You just, and, and I think it's, uh, it's good because you can be in the moment. You can just be present to what happens and uh, you play with it. It's just it's fun. That's, that's me personally. If you ask me on other subject, maybe that would be different, but I think it would be the yeah. same philosophy. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And you know, we were talking about this resilience element formula, which consists of five components. And you mentioned, you talked about clarity, conviction, certainty, but you haven't talked about commitment and courage yet. So would you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about those as well? Yeah, well, very simply put, like commitment is, uh, so I, you know, if you do, if you know where you're going, which is a clarity, if you know why you're doing it, which is conviction, then you have some sort of a hundred percent certainty in your head that that you know everything's going to be all right or everything it, it's going to happen a hundred percent. You can't just say, "All right, I'm uh, I'm good. It's going to happen by itself." So the commitment is you do things on a daily basis uh, towards your 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 goal. And to me, like I said, I. I listen to this video this morning and I'm going to set my intention every day. It's how can I do something that's going to move me forward towards my mm-hmm. dream? One yeah. step, a minimum of one step for sure. And the, the beautiful news is that once you do that, you feel you've accomplished your day. And what's very important for me when I talk about commitment is that the commitment has to be small. The goal mm-hmm. can be the biggest ever. The commitment needs to be small. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is because if you say, oh, I need to read uh, an hour and a half a day, it's almost too much. Who has like that chunk of time? But you can certainly have five minutes. And if you do it every day, I bet you're going to read more than your initial objective of an hour and a half. And that's what happens usually when people give themselves resolution in the beginning of the year. And they say, I'm going to go to the gym. And you're like, okay, how many times are you going to go? Well, I'm going to go three times to the gym. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, how long? Well, 90 minutes every session. Great. Okay. Uh, what was the last time you went to the gym? Three months ago. And how long were you going for? Well, you know, half an hour. So now you're telling me that all of a sudden you're going to do three times a week, an hour and a half, and you're going to keep that promise. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and they don't because you know 15th of january 92 percent of all the reservations <laughs> are gone because yeah. it's too big so but if you say hey you know what just go to the gym five minutes this week just five just can you do that yeah of course mm. you know or five minutes a day like and then it's easy and you get excited because you're like i've done that today so for me my routine is i meditate every day i have a good breakfast every day I read something every day. That doesn't mean that I read an hour and a half, but if I even just read one paragraph, like I did this morning, because my time is crunch, that is a little piece of inspiration. And I feel that I've done a little check on my day. So it's a check on your commitment on your biggest, biggest dream. If you just have that small commitment, that's going to move you forward, like I guarantee. So it's a mm. compounding effect of, of your action. That's amazing. Totally agree. And uh, what you were saying actually is like building this habit, right? So little chunks, but you're building this habit day by day and you have this commitment every single day. I think it's a really powerful way of, yeah, just working on this. And it's fun, you know, and then I'm thinking about, uh, you know, you can think about the outcomes yeah. that you want. And if it's juicy because you really, really like it, then it's, it's fun and you want to do it. You know, uh, sometimes you might even have something that you don't like to do, but if you think about the ultimate outcome, that's juicy. So you do it, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. not everybody for me, I don't know, let's say, what do I don't like? Sometimes it's writing. I love writing, but when it, if it's imposed, I don't like it. So I have to really reconnect to why am I doing it? And then I'm going to do it. And I just mm. need to get ready. And sometimes it's a trick of five, four, three, two, one. You you do it. You just pick it up, take up the phone, pick up your computer, open it up, and and start. Because I think that's usually I I don't know the stats. I think it's about thirty percent of all our energy energy is spent in the beginning to start. It's like the car. You know, you start the car. Once the start the car is started, that's easy. But yeah, yeah. Most of the energy is taken when you start. So <clears throat> knowing that, then you 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 keep on going. Exactly, uh, exactly. The fifth one, uh, I call it courage. And courage, why? Because you can do all of these things. And again, like you know where you're going, you know why. So cl clarity, conviction, certainty, and then commitment. And you will hit the wall. So we know it. So even if you do all those four things correctly, you're going to hit the wall. So what are you going to do when you hit the wall? Well, you're going to need some courage. And the courage is really, a, to me, it's a... Now that, I, that I've had time over the years to know what courage is, I think it's kind of a self-love aspect where you raise your vibration and you do something that's good for you because, you know, it's, you're not too hard on yourself. You know, you, fell, you fall down, that's okay. Like you, you, can, you can get up again and uh, talk to someone that can help you uh, boost your vibe, your vibration, do something you love, uh, read, read. Uh, an instrument go walk uh, take time to rest in a way and uh and once you do that you go back to square one or whatever it, where you were and uh, you get excited again and you do it again and that's very mm -hmm. important because a lot of people stop because they're maybe too hard on themselves they're like i should be there by now but something like, and now I'm saying something new again. It's, you know, one of my best book is The Alchemist. And The Alchemist, in one of the chapter, it said that the darkest hour is just before the dawn. Mm -hmm. So people sometimes, wow. so close, so close. And, you know, we're hard on ourselves. Like if I look at me, I know that if I started to compare myself to a lot of people, 
I would say I should I should have a kid by now. I should be married by now. You know what? I mean, I was engaged twice, and I know that I'm gonna get married. I should be married by now. I should have a kid by now. I'll have it when I'm supposed to have it. If I'm supposed to have it, I have my own journey. And if I start to think about where I'm supposed to be, I'm going to be miserable all day. And on the other hand, maybe those same people that have a kid and that are married will say, well, I should have been there by now too, because I haven't traveled as much as you did, Francis, as an example. So I think one of the key is maybe stop to compare ourselves, compare yourself to yourself. I think um, I'm thinking I'm, I'm getting inspired this, <laughs> this morning. <laughs> Um, I don't remember the name of the actor. I think it's uh, Matthew McConaughey. And he said, I, I compare myself to the people I am in 10 years from now. Something to that effect. He's not comparing himself to any other people, but the best version of himself 10 years from now. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. So I think it's all about saying, hey, you know what? You're good. I'm good enough. Yes, you fell. Don't worry about it. Keep on. Do something good. Raise your vibration. Because when we have a like a good vibe, usually the magic happens. And, uh, and then you're like, I don't even know why I was so down yesterday. Maybe you needed more sleep. I know myself, if I don't sleep a lot, I'm way more negative. And yeah. so it's like just reset, rest and reset. Uh, I love what you what you have said, you know, uh, comparison, and because you mentioned it twice, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, there was a quote actually by Robin Sharma, and he said, uh, run your own race, which is just the same that you said. So compare yourself to yourself, basically just run your own race. This is really powerful. And I'm, you know, I just keep playing it in my head. This is my, <laughs> one of my mantras, I would say. I love it. I love it. Yeah. 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 Me too. Me too. And so Francis, we are actually coming to the end of the episode. And I wanted to ask you, like you have this free guidebook, the resilience element formula quick start guide it's available on your website right yes absolutely it's gonna be uh, in the show notes so the resilienceelement.com you can find it there and i you actually mentioned a lot of books in the episode but i wanted to ask you about before i ask my last question about three book recommendations that transform your life so to speak it can be about you know anything mindset psychology spiritual what are those things books I don't know if I'm going to have three. One that pops in my head, well, obviously, Alchemist for me has always yeah. changed my life. At, uh, that's, that's what started my personal journey uh, after a break, big, huge breakup. Uh, the, um, the one that I'm thinking of is called The Surrender Experiment by Michael wow. Singer. This one's amazing because yeah. uh, it's, it's really letting life flow and trusting trusting that everything happens for a reason in a way and, and really surrendering to what happens, what is, you know, a lot of times mm -hmm. we judge, like, Oh, this is bad. Like it shouldn't, this, this shouldn't happen to me, but starting to embrace what happens and surrender to it. So this was a very, very powerful book for me. So uh, that's yeah. one. Yeah. And yeah, no one just started to, because his story quickly is that, you know, he built a billion dollar company as an example and mm. uh, with a, you would have never even expected that from how wow. he started. And the book that's, that really put him on the map was called Untethered Soul, which is another good book. Mm, and the yeah. surrender experiment is almost like actually the, an alchemist version uh, of, of, of a man that's on a journey. 
And so he wrote The Untethered Soul while he was in the midst of a big lawsuit for six years, actually, from the FBI, which was not even just. And uh, they, they remove all the, the claims after without even repairing what happened to him because he had to step down as a president. But it's just to show that in that moment where he was in, sorry to say shit, he wrote one of the best book. And that's what started him as an author. So I think it gives hope to a lot of people to say, you know, just trust to what what is, because there's a usually if behind any breakdown, there's a breakthrough. Great books, thank you very much for sharing. And uh, yeah, before I ask my last question, tell the listeners where they can get in touch with you online. So they go on www.theresilienceelement.com, or they can even do resilienceelement.com. We're in the midst of doing a lot of great things happening. So if they jump on the uh, email list, uh, my promise is that I want them to, I want to help them to reawaken their inner power so that they really mm. go beyond their potential. Uh, and uh, and that they're going to be able to do it with all the tools that we're going to bring in this world. And I can't, that's my commitment. I want to raise the vibration of this world and uh, really make the people realize how good they are. Like their potential is amazing and not abide to the fear. So to yeah. be free, fully, fully express and liven every day because uh, time on earth is limited. And uh, yeah, let's have, a, let's have a good party. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think you tapped into, my, tapped into my last question, which was your mission and legacy that you want to live. It's, you have kind of like answered this question. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, you have a Facebook group as well. Yeah. So if they go on Facebook, I mean, I'm doing lives every uh, week. Uh, I stopped for a month and a half and that was my personal journey. And now I'm going to do, I'm going to be way more present. So they're going to get interviews sometimes from people that I'm, uh, that I'm doing mm -hmm. so the, uh, the Facebook, you just have to search for resilience element and you'll have a page. And there's also resilience element documentary because that's what we're, and I'm going to build a, a group like it's, so this group is more closed off and I'm going to start opening it way more so that people can have discussions and mm -hmm. that's where they're going to get the scoops of what we're doing. And uh, no matter what, uh, they'll get in touch. If you're on the list, uh, I'll make sure that uh, in a way <laughs> they'll, they'll be in the group. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And Francis, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me, Tibor. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation, so please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show and don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us a message. We'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be limitless, my friends.